So today, let's talk about the story of picking up the $300,000 car. And it's not mine, <laughs> so let's talk about it. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on mindset, business, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these episodes is because I want to have the most driven community of driven mofos on the planet where we're all pushing to achieve goals, to achieve our dreams, and to live the lifestyle that we want to live. And especially if you're a business owner out there, hopefully helping you to have operational freedom as well in your business so that you're not trapped all the time. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the story of one of my clients, Mr. Lee Parsons. He's the owner of Adelaide Retaining Walls. And let's talk about his journey because today, the reason why I wanna share this story is today he's sent me a message and said, I would love you to come with me today to come and pick up my brand new car. And so he has just bought his dream car, which is a brand new Dodge truck. For those of you who love cars, this is the SRT Dodge Ram truck. So it's a supercharged version of it. I think there's not many of them in the country. So it's a couple hundred grand for this truck. So anyway, let's talk about his journey because I think it will help a lot of you as well about the obstacles and challenges that have to happen in order for you to achieve what you want. Now, when I started working with Lee, I think they were the third biggest supplier of retaining walls in South Australia. So for those of you who don't know what a retaining wall is, it's essentially those walls that you sort of put around your house or on your property to hold back a lot of soil and all that stuff. They're quite heavy, quite big. There's a lot of stuff that goes into a lot of engineering and all that. So anyway, I had not really met Lee and his partner, Lindy, who owned Adelaide Retaining Walls. And I was working with a client who was a real estate agent and they were cousins with Lee and Lindy. Anyway, at this event, I didn't really know too much. So I'll take you back to the journey as well because the mindset shifts are important to see how you can probably shift as well in order to achieve more in your business. And I think these are pretty common for most people. I'll go through step by step so that then you can start to piece together what growth looks like in both life and business and also some of the obstacles in thinking that will stop you from getting the results that you want. The first thing that happened was I didn't really know about them until around lunchtime at one of my events. So I was running a one day free event. And at lunchtime, this guy comes up to me and he's sort of, you know, in daggy tracky clothes and all that stuff. Anyway, he comes up and he shook my hand. He goes, mate, I'm really enjoying this event. I really appreciate it. So anyway, I thought, yep, cool. That's great. You know, that happens at live events sometimes. Didn't really think too much about it. Anyway, my team got a message a couple of days later and it said, can you catch up with Lee and Lindy, these two event participants? They are friends with your client who own the real estate company or cousins. Could you catch up with them? They're business owners and so on. And there was a little brief there. So anyway, I ended up catching up with them. We go out for lunch. And when I sat down, Lee and Lindy both start talking and they said, you know, we really appreciate it. Like the event was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Like, what do we do next to move forward? Like, how do we work with you? Should we come to the event? Should we work one-on-one? -on -one? Like, what's your thoughts? So anyway, found out they're a business owner. They really want to keep growing. They are the third biggest supplier of retaining walls in South Australia. They build it from scratch. So Lee himself used to put in retaining walls, started off doing that, bought a small little tractor, did that himself for a while, then hired a second person, a third person. Then all of a sudden now they've got a crew, they've got a couple of people in administration. But at the same time, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of problems in the business as well. They also have a, I won't say a large farm because Jess, my wife, her family are farmers and they have 
you know, really substantial land here in South Australia where they're wheat farmers. So I don't want to say it's a large block of land, but as far as if you live in suburbia, it's massive. They almost own about a quarter of a suburb. They're telling me about the farm and everything like that and that they got some cattle on there and so on. We talk about it and, you know, I start working with them for a little bit. Anyway, in one of the sessions, it was quite funny. I was working with both Lee and Lindy and Lee said, you know, I really enjoyed this seminar and it was really great. And, you know, I knew that I wanted to work with you. And Lindy said, fuck off. That's not what happened. And she said, I ended up getting a ticket from her cousin to come to the event who's a real estate agent. And she said, I'm going to this event. Would you like to come? And he looked at it and he goes, oh, fuck off. I'm not going to go to this wanky, stupid mindset event. This is dumb. Now, this is what happens with most business owners and most tradies, right? They think that the mindset stuff is all stupid and it's dumb. Although it is changing now. You know, it is changing quite a lot now because mental health has become a very well-known issue in our society. And so there are a lot more people that are more open-minded with mental health and mindset and how important that stuff is. So it has opened up a huge corridor. But back when I started working with them, probably about six years ago or so now, five years ago, it wasn't so well-known as what it is now. Like there's been a big shift even in the last two to three years. So anyway, she said, you know, you were giving me shit saying I'm not going to this event. She said, you walked around the workshop with all the boys going, I'm the mojo master and taking the piss out of Michael. And he, you know, he goes a bit red in the face and he starts smiling. She said, the only reason why you came to that event is because you had two choices. You either had to come with me to the event or you had to look after the kids. And you didn't want to look after the kids because they go feral when you look after them. So you decided to come to the event. And so anyway, he came along and he said, you know, yeah, that was true, but it wasn't what I thought. What I thought it was versus what it actually was was a completely different thing. Now, this is really the first big mindset shift that happens in most people, right? Is that when we go to change and when we go to make a change in our own lives, what normally happens is what we think is gonna happen is different than what actually happens. And this is quite common. Like there are a lot of people hold themselves back because what they think versus what is actually gonna happen are two different things. And so it's really, really important for anyone who's listening to this to ask the question, first of all, are you achieving what you want at the level that you want in all areas of your life? And if the answer is no, then you've gotta make a change. But when you make the change or when you go to make the change or even when you're thinking about making the change, what pops up into your head? Do you already have a preconceived idea around how things are going to be or why things won't work? You know, a lot of people will say things like, I need a business coach or I need a mindset coach or I need to hire a marketer or I need to hire a salesperson. And all of a sudden they have these preconceived ideas. Most of the time, they're not even that person's ideas. They're somebody else's ideas. So someone else said, don't hire a marketer because marketers are shit. They'll say things like, you know, you don't want to grow your business too big. Or, you know, I wouldn't go to a mindset event. They're all wanky. People jump around, they high five each other and they kiss each other and all of this weird shit. Now, that might be some events out there, but that's not all events. In our events, we don't do any jumping around and high fiving people because I know that what goes up has to come back down and people crash afterwards. And this is why a lot of people end up in ruts after they go to motivation events because they crash afterwards and they crash because when you're hyperactive, you become hypoactive, which then means that you have no energy and you burn out. So the first thing is you've got to confront your preconceived ideas, okay? That's the first thing. And you have to ask really good questions like, is this really true? What data do I have? Do I have evidence to show that all events are like this? Like if you're going to say, I probably should go to a mindset event or some type of motivation event, but straight away, this crap pops up in your head and you go, oh, it's probably stupid. It's probably dumb, which is the majority of society still to this day. Now, when that happens, you've got to ask a question. What evidence do I have that the event that I'm about to go to is exactly like that. 
because if you don't have any evidence, then it's somebody else's evidence. That information is what you potentially have seen or it's a mindset pattern that is trying to keep you safe and predictable because you'll keep doing what you've always done. And that's how most people live. You know, I hear it all the time. Why would someone go to a mindset coach? You know, these people are all idiots. Most of them haven't achieved anything. And yeah, that might be partially true. But what evidence do you have when you're commenting on my Facebook messages or on my marketing to say that I'm that person? Now, they haven't really done the research. They're just generalizing. And you've got to be very careful when you do that, when you want to grow, because you may be holding yourself back which then just means that you're going to live in more pain, you're going to have more stress, and you're going to be the one who suffers in the long run because you're not going to achieve the things that you want. So going back to Lee's story, the first thing that he had to do was to confront that and just ask different questions. Now, maybe we would never be working together if it wasn't for Lindy pushing him to come along and for giving him that option of looking after the kids or coming to the event. So anyway, we start working together. Now, I think the really important thing is that when you're working with someone, you have to trust them. And so the great thing was that pretty quickly I was able to build a good relationship with Lee because he was a bit of a lad. He likes going out and having a glass of wine. I like going out and having a glass of wine. Not that I drink a lot these days, but every now and again, I don't mind going out and having a steak and a wine or today when we go out and pick up his brand new car, which I'll talk about after. When we go pick up his new car, we'll head out for lunch. So normally we have a nice lunch and we'll have you know some nice coffees and things like that. And I'd much prefer that over going out and drinking a bottle of wine these days. But that's just because of my own goals and own dreams. He will still have probably a glass of wine or something like that to celebrate. So anyway, you need to trust people. So when you're working with others, you have to start to trust them. And if you lose trust in them, you need to let them know really, really quickly. Because if you're working with someone in sales or marketing or branding, or you've got someone in your leadership team and you start doubting them and you don't trust them, then you're going to start to have problems. So you need to confront that really, really quickly. So the good thing was that the second step was developing that relationship. I think that that is a really essential step to growth is that the people that you surround yourself with, you need to trust because if you don't trust them, you won't take on their advice. You won't take on their knowledge. And if you're hiring people to do stuff, and you don't trust that they're going to do it effectively and you've got to micromanage them, then that's just creating another problem and another pattern of behavior that you're going to eventually have to deal with or you know, just another problem. And I think a lot of business owners go through that or a lot of people go through that where they don't trust people. And so they start micromanaging them. It pisses off good people and good people leave. But then you get stuck with the shit people that you have to micromanage because they're ineffective or inefficient and you don't have the right leadership or management strategies or tools in order to be able to do that. So anyway, we start working together. We start diving back deep into why he's doing the things that he's doing. What are his goals? What are his dreams? What are his ambitions? Where does he want to be? And his big goal was to be the number one supplier of retaining walls, the biggest business in South Australia that does this work. And he had some fairly decent competitors at the time, which he still does. So what we did was we started to create a roadmap. And then this is important. This is probably step number three is that you've got to have a clear direction and a clear roadmap of where you're going. Now, fortunately enough, Lee and Lindy both came to Thrive Time pretty early on. So they jumped into that and then came to our Thrive Time event so that they could get really clear with what they were both individually trying to achieve in life. If you don't know where you're going, most people spend their life using trial and error. So someone will start a new job, they get really excited or they start a new business. It's really exciting. It's really fun until it's not fun. And then when it's not fun, most people look for the new opportunity, they look for the new thing, so then they jump into something new or something different, and then they'll do that for a while until they realize that's not the thing that they wanna do. And this is what my grandfather did. When my grandfather passed away, he was crying for a few weeks before he passed away and he was quite upset. And when I spoke to him, he said, you know, I wasted most of my life doing things that I didn't want to do for, you know, for everybody else, but not myself. And so that was really a big wake up call for me as well to just live my life and do my thing my way. And, you know, maybe that made me be a little bit selfish, 
But at the same time, you know, I think I do it for good reasons as well. Like I want to have the most high performance and high achieving community on the planet because the patterns of human behavior are different in people that want to achieve versus those who are just looking to have a comfortable life. I think high performers and high achievers, or I call them driven mofos, people that are really driven to achieve can't sit around and do nothing. They can for a little bit, but then they start to get frustrated with themselves and they want to drive hard and they want to achieve a lot. So the patterns of human behavior are completely different. And when you look at a lot of studies in psychology, a lot of them are based on averages or what average people do. We're getting more and more in sports science and stuff like that, where you'll start to see more psychology around people that are highly driven. But there are patterns of behavior in highly driven people that don't necessarily relate to the average population. So I know that most people that are driven can't really sit around for too long or else they start feeling lazy and they start self-destructing, they start self-depreciating, they beat themselves up. And sometimes they'll have destructive behaviors like overeating, overdrinking, and all that sort of stuff because it creates internal conflict and they have to deal with it in some way. Going back to Lee's story, it was great because he was able to do our Thrive Time event early on and get really, really clear with what he wanted to do in life and what was important to him and the same as Lindy. So then that gave us good, clear direction, but we also had to create clear direction in the business and what the mission was, the purpose, the values, the vision. And what we started to realize pretty quickly was that the culture that they had created was the same culture as everybody else in the industry. And this happens quite a lot in trade-based businesses or in any industry, really. Like if you have a look at even the tech industry, it's pretty predictable the type of people that are attracted to tech. Why? Because they're all the same, right? Most of them just do the same shit that everyone else does in their industry. They go to industry forums, they go to industry events. And so most people just copy what everybody else does in their industry. You know, my dad and my brother-in-law are tradies. And so the way that they act and behave and respond about their business and think about their business is pretty much the same as every other tradie. Why? Because they're predictable. They hang out with tradies, they talk to other tradies, they talk to other business owners that are trade-based. And so they all speak the same way. They all have the same problems. They all bitch and moan and complain about the same thing. You know, they go to the pub after work on Friday afternoon and they will sit there and complain about, you know, how shitty the economy is or why there's a downturn or why the housing industry is going up or going down or why they can't get, you know, bits and pieces, why they can't buy anything or why, you know, wood's overpriced these days or whatever. They just copy everyone in the industry. And that's most trade-based businesses are really predictable. And it's so obvious if you just go and have a look at every one of their websites or every one of their Facebook pages, they're all the fucking same. And in their own mind, they think that they're different, but that's the delusion that most business owners create. They go, hey, yeah, but we're better. We do it differently. And oh, the industry's, and they complain about shit, but it's all the same, okay? In the customer's mind and also in an employee's mind. So they were doing the same things that everybody else was doing in their industry. So what we started to look at was how we were gonna create our market wedge and our market differentiators. So we get in there, we start creating a market wedge, the market differentiators. We start looking at the mission of the business, the vision of the business, the purpose of the business. And we really started to work on building something that both of them could really be proud of. And something that where they would love going to work in the morning instead of having to go to work and going, I've got to deal with this shit all day. They would wake up and go, I get to go to work today. This is going to be fun. This is going to be enjoyable. Now, it wasn't easy. There was a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. They had to get rid of some staff. They had to employ new staff. But over time, it started to create a huge culture shift in their business. It also then meant that as the culture started to shift, they got more high quality employees. Those high quality employees had better management, had better leadership systems. We started putting in a lot of processes in their business as well. And so over time, this all starts growing. Then from there, working with a business owner, you've got to consistently adapt and change your own mindset and psychology because as the business changes, you have to keep reprioritizing what you do and your position in the business. If not, you become the bottleneck. So we helped them to do that and kept growing. And so they've been part of 
most of the events that we've run over the last five years, so they've been part of our business growth odyssey for the last three years since that started. I think they've done Thrive Time now multiple times because as they grow, they keep readjusting their goals and everything like that that we go through and their mission, their vision, their purpose, and all the pillars, the three key pillars of their own lives as well as they're growing. So their lifestyle starts to change and shift. And so now, like they just got back from the Queensland Boat Show because they were up there shopping for a boat, like a decent sized boat as well. And this all comes about because, you know, more and more opportunities open up and they're trying to create more of a lifestyle that they want to live. And I think when business owners first start a business, they're trying to survive at first and they've got these dreams and these huge goals. But over time, those goals start to wither and those dreams start to wither a bit and their mission gets really foggy and really unclear because they're dealing with day-to-day problems all the time. And so eventually most business owners just get caught in problems instead of being driven by the mission. And so they'll wake up in the morning and they focus on how to solve problems today and how to not be stressed and you know, why they've got to deal with this dickhead and why they've got to deal with this problem in their business versus this is what we're trying to achieve, the long-term mission, the long-term vision. And then what do I need to do today in order to keep moving the business forward? So over time, we've been able to do that to the point where they became the number one supplier of retaining walls in South Australia, their big goal and their big dream. And now they're out competing their competitors quite dramatically. This year, they've had their biggest year on record, their biggest financial year on record. They've had month after month of record sales months. Now that's also because of the booming housing industry as well, but there's also been the downturn and they're having record breaking months. So it's just because of all the stuff that they put in prior. So this has been three to five years of really a lot of work to get to that point. But then now it's opening up new and new opportunities. So I wanted to talk about this because it's those big mindset shifts or even small mindset shifts along the way that a lot of people have to go through that if they don't have, they get stuck. If you do have, then it opens up these huge opportunities. And that's why I wanted to share this because sometimes the little decisions that you make today, just like Lee making a decision to come to that event and the same as Lindy, I mean, she had the courage to just say yes straight away because she knew that something had to change. I think females tend to be a little bit more open to change than most males. And this is just my opinion on what I've seen. I think most males are a lot harder to make decisions and change, but also over time as well. I got to be careful with how I say this, especially in this day and age. What I find is that most males tend to just keep doing what they've always done. But when they make a decision to change, normally their decision is just bang spot on and off they go and they stay on track with that decision for a fair while. What I have found, and this is my own personal opinion, there's no research. Well, I haven't come across research and data on this, but most females tend to be a lot more adaptable and will change a lot more. Just, I think, because of they're a lot more aware of their emotions and their mindset. So when something's not working, they'll want to make a shift a lot faster than what guys will. Most guys will melt down and get stressed out and drink and do all that crazy shit for a long period of time before things change. Most males as well that I've worked with and from what I've seen working with tens of thousands of people, most males will convince themselves that they'll figure it out. Whereas most females will go, who do I turn to or who can I look to or who can help in order to make change? They're just some of the differences that I've seen. But I think Lindy was a lot more aware up front and it was fortunate enough that Lee came along to that event where then once he made that decision, then it's been all hands on deck and just pushing really, really hard for growth. And yeah, I've been working with him now for three to five years or whatever it's been. I don't really keep track of these things, but it's been a fair while now and a lot of changes have happened. And today, the great thing is I get to go and pick up his brand new car with him, which has been fantastic. I love seeing when clients achieve great results and being part of that as well. So it's been pretty awesome being invited to housewarming parties when people have been able to achieve and get the house that they want or the cars that they want. It's pretty epic when someone works really, really hard to achieve the things that they want. But yeah, I want to share this journey with you. I hope that it gives some reflection and some insight into the changes that need to happen 
in order to consistently grow. I mean, I could talk for hours upon Lee and Lindy's journey, but I just thought that it's a really cool journey that I wanted to share because hopefully for one of you out there, it will change the way you think about the way you do things and your decision-making strategies to get what you want. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. I know I am because I've gone out for lunch and I'm gonna go pick up a client's new car with them. Today's gonna be fun for me. Anyway, have a great day, Driven Mofos. If you haven't already done so, if I can please ask one favor. If you're loving these episodes and you are loving the podcast, if you can please share this podcast just with one person this week, just one person, just let them know about the podcast. You can text it, text them the link. You can screenshot it and send it to them and say, hey, listen to this, or even just tell a friend, a family member, or a work colleague, or another business owner about this podcast as well. The more people we can get on board, the better it is for everybody because I really want to get this information out there to people who want to achieve great things. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking ass, and I look forward to you joining me back here again on the next episode.